the zip lines ain't scaring me, bro. It feels comfortable. You know what I mean? I done did some skydiving. So I'm like, zip line, it ain't nothing. And then as we're walking and I'm looking at this bungee jump, I can feel the uncomfortableness in my belly. Right. And I, I'm acting like I'm super tough to do this zip line, but now I'm over here, to be honest, truth be told, I'm nervous to even think about bungee jumping. So I've done it once before and I did not like the feeling. However, I, as I feel this feeling in my stomach, I'm like, oh, okay, I know what this means. This is what I'm afraid of. This is what I need to go ahead and conquer. Right. I know that feeling. Okay. You acting tough right here in your comfort zone. You can do the zip line joint. Now let's get uncomfortable. Welcome on in, welcome on in to the Leadership Podcast. The Leadership Podcast is where we will explore transformational power of personal leadership. We're going to deep dive into conversation with influential leaders, experts, and change makers who are reshaping the way we lead and inspire others. Our goal here on the Leadership Podcast is simply to influence, inspire, and empower men to make the shift in their personal leadership by becoming the best version of themselves. We will share tools, tips, and resources to ignite self-awareness and authenticity. It's all about helping men become more effective and impactful in their leadership. Get ready. The shift is about to take place. It's the Leadership Podcast with Dwayne Roberts. Unlock your true potential with the Leadership Community, where we empower men to embrace self-awareness and authenticity. Introducing the Leadership Community, where we believe in helping men become the best version of themselves. It all starts with self-awareness, and we encourage men to take a step back, pause, and reflect on their thoughts, emotions, and behavior. Embrace their authenticity and break free from societal expectations. Here are just a few testimonies from individuals. Leadership helped me develop self-awareness and embrace my authentic self. And now I feel more confident and fulfilled. Question, are you ready to unlock your potential? If so, join the leadership community today and embark on a transformation of journey of self-discovery and personal growth. Leadership empowers men to become the best version of themselves through self-awareness and authenticity. You can learn more about the Leadership Community by visiting the webpage DwayneHRoberts.com. Okay, guys, on today's podcast, I have a phenomenal guest, my man Jonas Royster. Jonas is a living embodiment of resiliency and personal growth. His life story is a powerful testament of overcoming adversity. Despite facing self-doubt, struggling with focus, and navigating the troubled past that once led him to prison, Jonas Royster has triumphed against all the odds. Today, he stands proudly as a four-time award-winning author, acclaimed for his debut fiction novel, Banging the Making of a YG. But that's not all. Jonas is also a visionary behind the highly successful Next Level Success Summit 
as a captivating motivational speaker. Through his remarkable journey of transformation and accomplishments, Jonas has become an inspiration to countless of individuals, proving that with determination and the willingness to grow, one can achieve greatness beyond imagination. Gentlemen, fellas, put your virtual hands together for my friend, Jonas Royster. Jay, what's happening, baby? Hey, man, Dwayne, thank you for having me, man. I'm Shoot, I'm doing good, bro. I'm humbled. Thank you. Man, phenomenal. I'm so excited to have you, man. What's been going on with you? <laughs> a whole lot, man. A whole lot has been going on, man. Um, I was able to take some time away, man, and detach from life uh, for a little bit and go on a vacation. So I was out of the country for a couple weeks with the family. That was good. And just been working, man, working on self, working on how do I get better so that I can help others more. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. I like that, too. I'm glad, too. I'm glad you pointed that out. You took a vacation. You know, it's funny. Many men don't plan uh, trips or vacations uh, for their family. And I know I, I know we spoke briefly. Hold on, let me back up, guys. If y'all don't know, Jonas, Jonas is a, 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 a full five time year friend, man. Me and this guy kind of go back some time um, and he's like a brother to me. He's the one guy who can pick up the phone and, and get your boy in line, you know, speak some sense to me and say, D, get your head out your ass. And, and and let's get it together, man. And so I really appreciate this, bro. And so um, I know I saw I saw you on your your Facebook, man, on social media, man, that you was uh you was on a trip. And I want you to talk more about where you went and that experience, man. Yeah, man. Um, my family and I, along with my extended family, right, my in laws, my mother in law and father in law, my brother in law, his wife and daughter. My other sister-in-law and her 30-year-old daughter, my other brother-in-law who's 55, right? So it was like 13 of us in our family. We went to um, we went to the Netherlands. So my wife, uh, just a quick brief story. My wife, she's biracial, right? So her father's from the Netherlands and her mother's from Belize. And um, my father-in-law, he wanted to show us all Holland as he's up there in Asia, wants to see, you know, where he grew up at and show us some stuff. So we were there for... It ended up being 18, 19, 20 days, almost three weeks. Um, and it was a trip. That's my first time really being out the country for a long period of time. Um, and just to see the excitement on my child, my children's face, right? Being there with others. And then, um, you know, going to different countries. We went to Amsterdam. I mean, we went to the Netherlands. And in, that, in the Netherlands, we went to the city of uh, Amsterdam, Rotterdam, or Blasterdam. Um, it seemed like everything with a damn, huh? <laughs> we also went to Paris. We went to uh, Paris for three days, took the kids to Euro Disney, Disney Paris. We went to Germany for a half a day, got the opportunity because our flight was delayed, missed our connecting flight. So we got to stay in Dublin, Ireland for a couple of days. Um, and that experience, right, to um, do that with my, my family, especially my children, um, something I've never done. Um, it. I believe that opens up their their horizon to new things, right? They, they don't have, they they can no longer, right, say, I've never done this, right? They can say, I've been out of the country for a period of time. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so to be able to expose them early on in life, um, I think that's a, a, a blessing, one, and a great opportunity for them to learn. Um, with that said, though, not everything was peaches and cream, bro. Not everything was peaches and cream. And what I've learned, what I'm learning and continue learning is I have to become more present in the moment. I'm such, um, 
I don't know if you want to call it a perfectionist or I judge hard on myself. Um, I want everything to be perfect, right? And so therefore, sometimes I'll take something so small and I might blow it up. I might blow it up externally or I might blow it up internally. Hence, that will put me away from being in the present moment. And so there's some things that I've learned about being in, in better preparation and trips, just being prepared more. And so even although it was fun, there's also some lessons learned in that. And I'm grateful that now, you know, reflection turns experiences into insight. I'm able to reflect on those. So now moving forward, I won't have some of those similar hiccups that I had while I was out there. But it was great to, and it was just great to be uh, with nature, bro. We had a big Airbnb. It was 13 of us in one house. So that's what I mean. Being with wow. 13 different personalities, I got a small family, bro. It was my dad, me, my mom, and my brother. That was it growing up. So being around 13 different people, have to ask 13 different people for before I can make a decision was uh, quite interesting to say the least. No, that's good. I mean, I think that speaks volumes to the leadership too, because you just wasn't selfish. You you thought about what others had to what they thought or felt. You know, um, and so that, I think that's key and important, particularly being around, uh, being in a small environment. I'm talking about in the house with 13 individuals that can be that can be challenging. And and if if you just move from a selfish position, man, that could have really turned out from a great, a phenomenal trip to uh, uh, almost a haphazardous type trip. But I, I, I love I love something. I know I was watching your social media, man, and you didn't touch on this, but I, I watched you do a bungee jump, man. And I, I got to admit, man, I looked over at my wife. I said, look at Jonas. And she said, what's wrong with that boy? I said, I don't know. I'm going to ask him, though. I'm going to get him on the podcast and ask him, what in the world, bro, was this jump that you made? And talk to me about that experience, man. Oh, man, what a wonderful experience. So, yeah, I went bungee jumping in um and, uh, in, in close, a city close to Amsterdam, right? And so, they have this big, long, if you've ever been to California, anybody, um, D, if you've been there and been to uh, Santa Monica Pier, it's similar to Santa Monica Pier. They have a big Ferris wheel down there, a lot of shops, a lot of restaurants on the boardwalk. It's, it's, it's jumping out there, right? And so um, I'm sitting there, I'm with my, I just took my daughter into the ocean. This is our first time really in the ocean. I'm loving life. You know, I got my shirt off, got my belly hanging, you know. <laughs> And my niece, who's like in her early 30s, I'm going to call her 30. She'll be happy with that. So my niece, who's 30, was like, hey, do you want to go? They had zip lining and they also have bungee jumping, right? And she's like, do you want to go zip line? I'm like, well, if you go zip line, I'll go zip line. That's no big deal. However, it's not like it's a, it's, it's, it's very tall. It's um, probably, I don't know, let's, if I had to put something on it, maybe 20 stories up, you know what I mean? Maybe even taller than that, right? So, um, <laughs> three is right? enough for me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was tall, man. Because you're on the, on the pier, which is already a couple, uh, couple hundred feet up. Right. And then you go up to this big old, if you've ever been to LA, Hollywood, and you see the Capitol, I think it's called Capitol Towers or Capitol, um, one of the record buildings that look like a circle, like a cylinder, right? It's similar to that. You got to climb up these stairs. Right. And so as I'm going, we're talking about doing a zip line. But the zip lines ain't scaring me, bro. It feels comfortable. I, you know what I mean? I done did some skydiving. So I'm like, zip line, it ain't nothing. And then as we're walking and I'm looking at this bungee jump, I can feel the uncomfortableness in my belly. Right? And I, I'm acting like I'm super tough to do this zip line. But now I'm over here, to be honest, truth be told, I'm nervous to even think about bungee jumping. Because I've done it <laughs> once before and I did not like the feeling. 
However, as I feel this feeling in my stomach, I'm like, oh, okay, I know what this means. This is what I'm afraid of. This is what I need to go ahead and conquer. Mm. Right? I know that feeling. Okay, you acting tough right here in your comfort zone. You can do the zip line joint. Now let's get uncomfortable. Right? And so what I've learned over time is the reason I do these extreme things, right? Bungee jumping, um, skydiving, things of that nature, zip lining. Although I'm scared, I'm scared to death. If you seen the video, anybody go on my social media, look at the video. Your boy's scary. Your boy over there acting nervous. Okay. Um, however, I use that as a leverage point in my life to tell myself later as I do something that may not be as scary, like maybe picking up the phone call and calling a client or a potential client. I try to use those as leverage points. Like, okay, I did this. This is nowhere near that. Let's go ahead, pick up the phone and let's continue. Right. And so, you know, it's always about being uncomfortable. They say there's only um, two two movements in life, right? Uh, growth and decay, and being uncomfortable, and you and make intentional effort towards it. You're growing. You're going in a growth way. But if you sit there in comfort and being easy and complacent, like me getting on that zip line, I'm actually dying low key. You know what I mean? So that's what it was about, man. It's a, <laughs> I can tell you it was real quick, man. I'm gonna go real short. The dude before us. So look. You can go with your girl. You can. They got tandem bungee jump. The same place. You can go either solo or with somebody. The dude and his girlfriend, man, they they're, they're excited, excited. They're right before me and my niece. They get up there. He's like, I'm like, is this your first time, bro? Before he goes, he's like, yeah, it's my first time. His girl's like, oh, I'm nervous. He's he's big guy. All right, I'm I'm good. I'm fine. So, bro, they go up. This crane takes them all the way to the top. Right, you're about like I said, about twenty stories, thirty stories up in the air. You see, they make the girl, the smaller person, wrap their arms around the bigger person, right? So he has his arms spread out. Like, imagine, you know, Jesus on a cross like that. She's wrapped around him and he's falling. You know, they say three, two, one, and he falls backwards. He goes, he's falling. All you hear him say, yeah. He's screaming, boom. You see him bounce down. He bounced back up. He's screaming, yeah. And then, you know, I see her. She you hear her yelling. She's screaming. They're all happy. I turned to my niece. I'm like, man, you ready for this? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do this anymore, right? And as a as you start to stop, you just hang upside down, right? Because that's, you know, you're already upside down. You're by your ankles. They ask him, they're like, hey, they tell you, grab your ankles and grab the cord so you don't hit your head when you come down. He's not responding. Uh-oh. This girl, like, looks at him. She's like, babe, babe. She starts slapping his face. His hands are now limp. All right. They're like below his head. He's starting to turn blue as they lower him. She keeps hitting him on the face. Babe, wake up. Babe, wake up. Then she starts to scream. She starts to cry. So now everybody on the ground where I'm at, like the workers are starting to, you see the panic rising on their face. They lower him to the deck. He's still knocked out. You know what I mean? They go, one of the workers go and grabs a pitcher of water. His girl's like hitting him. Baby, she starts to cry. You see all the tears coming out. And then they throw the water on his face. And all of a sudden, bam, he wakes up. He's like, oh, oh man, that was the funniest thing, man. What happened? I'm so bad here. And I look at my niece. I'm like, you sure you still want to go? And she's like, we already paid. I'm like, all right, I guess we're going in. But it was just a trip to see someone so excited. Lou, pass out, bro. And that even, that brought up the more uncomfortableness of going on the bungee jump. But I still went, though. No, that's good, man. I, I mean, and uh, thank God uh, this guy came through. Uh, he just passed out. <laughs> I, I assume. Jeez, that's got to <laughs> yeah, be a... passed out. That had to be a, a, a pretty uh, scary moment 
but I'm glad he came through. I mean, he, and he, he just came through. He just woke up where he left off. Hey, oh man, what a <laughs> <laughs> so I know that had to be crazy, right? <laughs> that had to be a crazy experience. Oh, yeah. But I like what you said here. I, you, you, you know, you notice something in your gut that that's that that fear element in your gut, and you realize that I've been here before, and I, this means to me at least. Um, what I understand, Jonas, you saying is when I recognize this, I know that I have to push myself to do to a next level, not get comfortable and st- settle where I'm I'm at, but push through and go and go challenge myself. And I love that because it's it's what I uh, I truly believe in. And when when I talk about the leadership, it's being able to seize the opportunity. What's what's going on in your environment now that make be hindering you from getting the result that you want in life, you know? Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you shared that, that experience, man. Uh, this was great, but listen, man, I want to get in. I want, I want the people to really get to know who you are. Um, these are phen- phenomenal stories, but bro, introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, what you do and uh, where you are right now in life. Right. People often ask me like, Jonas, what are you doing? I, this is what I tell them, right? Um, I help individuals whose society has written off build a blueprint of self-development so that they can carve out their next path in life, right? Because that was a moment where I needed in my life. And um, I do this in all sorts of ways, mostly speaking engagements, right? Writing a book, getting my point across, presenting and teaching curriculum that I have written based upon um, the curriculum of CARVE, which is C-A-R-V-E, Right which stands for character, accountability, resilience, vision, and execution, right? And that was how I was able to carve out my next lane and next path of my life, right? By honing in on first that that character building and then those following steps thereafter. Um, But that's what your boy do, man. And and it holds near and dear to my heart. Um, So I'm just looking to help those who who feel like they helpless, you know? Um, That's where I felt. So yeah, that's what I do. That's, That's who I am. No, that's good. And, 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 um, that's real good. And I know you, you released a book, uh, what's how banging, how many years was that last year or a year before? Was no. that just last year? What's this? 23. So 21, August 13th, 2021. I, I released my first book, um, banging. Right. And so that's without the G at the end. Y'all. So that's B A N G I N an apostrophe, <laughs> the making of a Y G. Um, yeah, that book came out August 13th. That was my sobriety day. So it was really big for me to come out with my first book and my, at that moment, what's this, this would be five years sober. So three years sober, three years sober, I was able to create or four years sober. I think it was at that time, able to create a book. Fellas, why do you keep allowing what you think get in the way of what's in your heart to accomplish? Stop putting off till tomorrow what you can accomplish today. Go ahead, book your free Fiercely Execute Breakthrough Call with us today so we can connect you to a community of men who understand your challenges and do life with you as a man, husband, father, and leader. All without judgment, shame, or rejection. Simply connect with a community of men who desire to become the best version of themselves and walk in their God-given purpose. Available times are limited, so book your call today. Be sure to head over to DwayneHRoberts.com or check for the link in the description.
You get what I'm saying? I was able to publish my first book. And since then, I've won four awards for that book. And that book is, it's, I like to call it faction. <laughs> you know what I mean? A little, you know, hey, a little bit of fa- uh, fiction, a little bit of facts. You know what I'm saying? So the the stories in the book, <laughs> they're not real, right? The murders that happen, the things that go on in a life of a young man who chooses to be a really just a loyal friend and what loyalty in the hood may look like all because you're seeking, you're seeking love from somewhere else. Right. And what you're willing to do and what you're willing to sacrifice. And that holds near and dear to my heart because that's what I, that's my life story per se. What my loyalty looked like to the homies, what my loyalty looked like to the set, what my loyalty looked like to the rules that I engaged in. And I said, okay, just like going to the military, I would assume they tell you these are the set of rules. Are you willing to die for it? Basically, in so many, in so many words, I didn't go to the military. D, I know you did, but guess what? Are you willing to die for this? Are you willing to die for the flag? Are you willing to die for the country? Are you willing to follow these rules? Are you willing to stand up and be a leader in this? And that's the same thing as it was when I was in the street. So that book is kind of a it's a fictional tale. However, those emotions are real. That thought process by the protagonist, Deshaun, those are, most of them come from me and when I was that age, right? However, the the plot, the actual storyline is fiction, but I do know stories similar to those stories that are in there, right? How funk, meaning, you know, wars or murders get started, right? Behind certain elements. That's common. That's a common thing. You know, if you read the, if you read the book, you'll understand. That's how it happens. Happens in real life and not even in banging. So yeah, um, been, been, yeah, been three years or two years since I released that book. Yeah, that's good. It's a phenomenal book, hands down, man. Um, I told you uh, when I got my hands on it, I read it in less than two days. I could not uh, let it go. And uh, since that time, man, I put it in multiple people's hands. And matter of fact, uh, you got a fan over here, man. Uh, one of my daughters, uh, she's like, oh, Mr. Jonas's book is banging. <laughs> <laughs> she like, she like, she asked me one day, dad, can I read Mr. Jonas's book? I said, absolutely you can. And she, she been, she read it. And when she uh, got by uh, two chapters in, she said, dad, I'm only two chapters in and I'm like drawing. I can't stop reading. I said, I told you. <laughs> You know, so you got a little fan over here, bro. I just want you to know. But what inspired you uh, to write the book, man? Um, great question. What inspired me was there was just a, in a moment of sobriety, finally, I listened to the voice in my head, right? Some may call it just a voice. Some may call it God. Some may call it the spirit. But I heard something say, if you write, a, write this story, you'll be able to talk to men that live a life similar to yours. And that's the first time in my life mm. that I said, you know what, I'm up to the challenge. There's been many times where I hear it, I might say it, but I typically would run from it. I'll get something started, then I would quit. And then in that time, I heard a quote that said, all excellence is, is a commitment to completion. So I vowed to myself, I'm going to complete this book however long it, however long it takes. And that was 44 months to complete the book. Um, but that was the inspiration. And I was like, you know what, I'm a simple guy. If I write when I write this book, my my target audience is those that are incarcerated, formerly or currently incarcerated. Right? I remember when I was locked up, when I was in the penitentiary, I would read the Donald Goings, I would read the Iceberg Slims, I would read the James Pattersons, I would read these books. One, not just to get knowledge or just to, but it was a way for me to escape the cage I put myself in. And so I wanted to be able one to have somebody to be able to escape that cage, and then two. They could be like, especially if they know me or know my story, they could be like, damn, if he did it, I can do it. Because that's, I remember reading the Urban Fiction when I was locked up. And a couple of them, one of them was called Dutch. That was one of the first, the first one I ever read was 
um, the coldest winter ever by Sister Soldier, uh, right? Uh, or Soldier Sister, excuse me, whatever. Uh, sorry if I missed her name, but that book was dope. And then I read Dutch. Then I started reading so many of them. Then it started becoming like, I started getting some that weren't really edited. And I'm like, whoa, if they can write this, I may be able to write one. But mind you, that was 20 years previous. It never came and hit me. And then God put it in me. Yeah, that's real good. Uh, man, that's real good. So what what's the message or the takeaway message in the book uh, that you want people to to glean? Um, don't let your loyalty deceive you. Don't don't let your loyalty be your slavery to others, um, because it surely will if you allow it. And that's the message, because the protagonist, Deshaun, in the book, he allows his loyalty to put him in situations and get into a life that he has no business being a part of. Right. However, looking for love, looking for acceptance, looking for, you know, friendship. He vowed to himself he never wanted to lose that again, and he would do whatever it took to be that. However, a lot of us in life, we do that and then we use our loyalty as an excuse on why we don't go after the things that we want in life. And so really, it's like, look at that loyalty. However, we've all done it. Now, what does that loyalty look for us, look like for us? How can we harness it now? You know, after you read the book, you're like, okay, Deshaun was loyal as a mug, right? However, how can Deshaun now flip that and really look at it in your own life? How can I use my own loyalty to my family that I've always given and tell myself I don't have time to go work out? How do I use that loyalty I have for my job that I'm there eight hours, I'm there early and I'm there late, but I won't even be early and late to my own dreams? You get what I'm saying? So it's about shifting that loyalty, like a leader shift, loyalty shift, right? Shift it from the, from the front, from your backside loyalty to putting yourself on the front. This really leads me into my next uh uh, question for you, man, as a leader, man. Um, and I want you to talk to the hearts of men here, man. Share what's in your heart. But as a leader, you navigate through challenging situations. We There's some pivotal moments in our life, right? Can you share a story or a highlight that was a crucial decision and life lesson that you learned and experienced uh, from that experience? Yeah, it's it's... Is what we were just talking about. It's finally saying no to everybody else and saying yes to yourself. Saying yes to the voice of that, that dream that I finally had. It was in 2017 going into 18. I had just moved from San Diego, right? I've probably been up in, um, I, I live about an hour and a half north of San Diego now. And I've been there for about maybe eight months. I have this big old party at my house, bro. I'm excited. I've I, listen. Bro, I grew up. I lived in San Diego, but I grew up in a house. I ain't never. I didn't get raised like that. I'm in an apartment living. And so when we moved, we moved to this big old house, man. I'm talking about a four bedroom house. I'm on a golf course, two and a half bath. I got a uh, a loft, game room upstairs. Big old backyard. I've never been in that like this. So I'm excited. I want my friends to see some of this. So I know some of my friends ain't never seen it. So I have a New Year's party, New Year's Eve party. Gang of people come out, gang of my homeboys. Mind you, this is the moment I'm still drinking, bro. You know what I mean? And in that, in that time, I blackout get drunk. I I don't know what I'm a functional blackout artist at this at these times. Like I'll still be functioning. People wouldn't really tell. Um, and then the next day, my buddy that I had invited, he was down for 15 years. Me and him went on a case together back in 03. The party's in 2017. He had just got home. And we're talking. I'm telling him, man, are you excited, man? Are you like the party, man? You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you're on me. He's like, yeah, bro, it was dope, man. I really appreciate it. You know what I mean? I love your pad. But he was like, hey, there's one thing. I'm like, what, you, what, what are you talking about? He's like, hey, uh, the homies told me you'd be acting like this. I'm like, acting like what? 
He's like, you, you was rude to your wife. You was rude to the homies. You was rude to your kids. You was an asshole, homie. And when he said that, that kind of hit me right there because all the other homies he's talking about, I, mind you, I was looking at a life sentence for being a gang member, ready to put my life and my, and my freedom on the line. And now they talking about me. And it was in that moment as he's talking where I said, you know what? I got to shift my loyalty. I got to shift my loyalty because I've given them 20 years of my life. When am I going to give myself and my dreams the 20 years of my life? So that's when I decided like, you know what? If I can do that for someone else and their dreams and that motive, and I chose to, I wasn't forced to do any of that. I chose to do that. That's the only thing about being a leader. You got to understand that everything you do is through your choice. You know what I mean? Even if someone got a gun to your head and tell you to balk and jump like a duck and quack like a duck, you have a choice to say yes or no. Remember, everything is choice. So I understood that. However, so I said, you know what? I'm going to make a choice and change in my life. I'm going to make a choice in being sober. And my sweetest revenge is going to be that I am sober and successful and still cool fly and all the other good stuff. Um, but it was really about using leverage points of my loyalty for 20 years. If I've done it for, to somebody else, I could do it for myself. If I was able to go walk in the penitentiary yards and fight a life sentence, then this square stuff, quote unquote, this change shouldn't be as challenging. Now, <laughs> was it as challenging? Yeah, it is because you're going through new stuff. But you know what? I, I knew I wasn't going to die. I wasn't putting my life on the line per se. Like there was, I wasn't going to get shot for change. So it was just really about me understanding, saying, like, I always have a quote that says this, uh, saying no is not a bad word. No is not a bad word. <laughs> you know what I mean? So stop saying yes to everybody else. Start saying no and start saying yes to myself. And that's what I started to do. And I've been saying yes to myself more than I've been saying no. Come on, man. I love that. Yeah. No isn't a bad word. Start saying yes to yourself and start saying no to some of these other things. Give me some give me some practical steps, bro. Give me some practical steps that really helped you navigate this chain. You got to know what your vice are. You got to kill the vice. Right. And so you got to do a, a live autopsy on yourself. That's what I did. I did a live autopsy. I had to really see what Things in my life was working for me and some things that are, are not. So if you don't know where you at in life, you know what I mean? I, I bet my bottom dollar, you know, the things that you hate about yourself. I can bet my bottom dollar, you don't beat yourself up. And if you don't, you might be drinking and drugging yourself. So you don't have to think about it. But those things right there, those things right there is where your live autopsy starts. Okay. So for me, it was drinking. It was drugging. It was gangbanging. It was hustling. It was, it was um, being a deadbeat ass dad, a, a bullshit ass husband, a, a effed up ass, uh, you know what I mean? Son and brother. And, and so when I started to look at that, right, then I said, I really take, now you got to go a step deeper. Once you identify all those things that you don't like, what's the common denominator? Why do I act this way? Why am I doing some of these things? And for me, I realized for me, for me, it was the alcohol. The alcohol got me doing different drugs. The alcohol, anytime I went out and I'm talking to another girl or I see her and I want to get a number and I shouldn't be doing that, it's because I got alcohol in my system. You know what I mean? If I go out and I'm about to go fight somebody or I got to go do some other stupid stuff, or I, I have a shot or something in me, right? You know, so a lot of my bad decisions came from alcohol. And I said, you know what? Once again, leverage past experiences so that you can move forward. So I leveraged. I said, well, when I was in prison, I didn't drink. I didn't smoke cigarettes. I didn't do no drugs. I was sober as a church house mouse. I said, well, if I could do that there, then I should be able to do this on the street. 
right? And so that's my thing is applying perspective. You got to apply perspective, find out what your biggest vice is, and then really weigh it, put it on a triple beam scale of your life. You know, if, you, uh, if you've if you been in a hustling game, you know the triple beam is put that joker on there. You're going to weigh your good, you're going to weigh your bad, you're going to weigh what works for you. And you have to slowly start to eliminate divorce. And I literally said that, D, I'm like the homies and alcohol. I said, you know what? I'm going to divorce the homies because I felt it was a marriage. You know what I mean? I told I told him, I'm, 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 I'm till death do us part. And so I had to mentally divorce, spiritually divorce that and say, you know what? I'm going to marry myself. I'm going to marry my best version. Who is Jonas Ulysses Royster? Because I used to go off the name so cold. I know who he was for the last 20, but who's Jonas? I had to start to create that. And so take the practical steps of, of understanding those processes, rewind this, listen back, press it, double tap it a couple of times so you can get the 20 seconds back so you can listen to that. But that's where it starts is a live autopsy on yourself. That's good, bro. Live autopsy on yourself. I'm, I, I sum that up as, uh, and, and and I don't use that. And I love that verbiage you give, Mike, because you give life to it, right? I often say self-awareness, but I like that live autopsy of yourself. Uh, what's the common denominator? what's this thing that I keep doing? What's the problem here? What's the challenge that I keep realizing that I'm facing that I need to, to realize that I need to make a change in? I hear apply uh, perspective, some reflection in your life. Reflect on what, where, where, where are you now? Where do you really want to go? And then divorce the homies. Come on, bro. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, like you said, it's a, it was a marriage for you, right? What's in your life that you need to disconnect from? You know, uh, and how are you going to how are you going to lead yourself to become the best version of yourself? Man, re real good, man. Real good. Uh, I truly appreciate that. That that's, that was a treat right there, man. I love that. So here um, I want to talk about the new book. I heard I heard that there's a new book uh, being released. Uh, I don't know if I got first dibs on being able to, to shout you out like this, but tell me about the new book, man. Let the people know where they nah, can get I it from and what yeah, it's all bro, about. Yeah, bro, you the first person. You the first one, man. This is a special announcement. <laughs> man, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I have a new book coming out, everybody. It's called uh, Quotes Off the Wall, right? 31 Days to Break Bad Thinking Habits mm. and Embrace Positivity. And this book is near and dear to my heart because as I was telling you guys, as I was doing this live autopsy, D, uh, I had a treadmill in my garage. So in the as I started to get sober, I'm like, one of the things mm -hmm. I didn't like about myself, I was overweight. Um, I'm a small framed guy. So at that moment, mm -hmm. I was 195 pounds. I, I like to be about 160. So now that's 35 pounds overweight for me. I'm a little dude. <laughs> I got little bones. I got bird bones. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm, a, I'm light <laughs> ass, right? However, I had high blood pressure. I had high cholesterol, all that, right? And so uh, as I'm on this treadmill, I'm looking for someone to inspire me. I'm looking for people to motivate me. I start going on YouTube, looking for gang members who changed their life. I couldn't find any of those, but I did find Eric Thomas. I did start finding Les Browns. I started to find the Tony Robbins, the Bob Proctors, the Mel Robbins, the Lisa Nichols. You know what I mean? The Liz on the Brenda Burchards, you know, and I would hear their voices on these YouTube videos and um, I would hear, they would say something, it would be a quote. And I literally would put, I had a, post-it note, a yellow post-it note and a Sharpie on the treadmill. So when I would hear something, I would write the quote down, right? And then once I got done with the quote, I'd post the quote on my garage wall. So every morning as I go out, I'd read this quote and I would run. 
You know what I mean? And then it would take maybe some weeks or some time that I hear another great one that I like and I'll write the next one. So these 31 quotes are the quotes, the original quotes, the initial quotes that when I started to change and go down this transformation, I started to use them. And they're like, how do you use the quote? Well, what I didn't know then, but what I know now is inserting a quote in a in between a habit loop, you will interrupt the loop of the habit. So let me, so in a habit, there's three parts to a habit. There's the trigger, the thing that gets you fired up, gets you ready to move, right? Someone's, let's say someone cuts you off while you're driving. That's your trigger. Then you have a tradition, right? The tradition is the thing that you do normally once you get triggered. Some people like my mom, love you, mom. She's flipping them off and cussing them out, right? She's going all in. I'm like, mom, can nobody hear you? We're in the car with your windows thrown up, Right. However, and then you got the third part <laughs> right. of that is the yeah. treat or what some people like to call the reward. You get a certain type of feeling from doing that. And after a while, when we do that for so long, our subconscious mind just takes it. We don't even think about it. And it happens and it continues to fire, right? It continues to fire. So for me, drinking, my wife telling me what not to do. Like she, I used to think, oh, you're not my mom. You're not my parole officer. That was a trigger. The traditional thing was me flashing on her, leaving out the house, going to go to the liquor store, getting some liquor, and then I'm going to the strip club just to piss her off. You get what I'm saying? And now my tradition, my treat was, my reward was, I don't have to listen to any of this. I'm already out my mind. I ain't got to worry about nothing that she got to say. I am now free as a bird, right? And so what I realized is if you start to interrupt the trigger to tradition by inserting a new, a new quote, that's going to break up that loop. And then you have a split second or two to start to build a new thought. Like, you know what? So, you know what I mean? There'll be certain quotes like, for me, when I wanted to lose some weight, there was one where I would go in the kitchen. I like to snack on chips at night, <laughs> chips and cookies. And so as I'm going, right, I feel my hand going. And all of a sudden, this quote of everything matters is by Jim Rohn. He says, Everything matters. There's something that matters more than others, but there isn't one thing that does not matter. So then I'm like, dang, all right, Jonas, this little one little chip gonna matter because I can't just stop eating one. Put it back in. Let me grab a fruit or a vegetable. I found dill pickles to be good for me because they had zero calories. I don't know how that's possible, but I would eat, <laughs> I would eat one of those. You know what I mean? I had to substitute something. So that's what it was. And that's where these quotes <laughs> arrive from. So you have a quote then you have a story on the next page that will put that quote into, into a story for us so you can maybe understand it better. And then on the top of that page, it will tell you what is best used for this quote. So this quote is used, best used for procrastination or self, self-help. You know, it gives you, so now you can go, mm. you can use it as a 30 yeah. day guide, 31 day guide, or you can go in and specifically like, dang, you know what? My perseverance is kind of low. What quotes have perseverance? Boom. Okay. This one, boom. Uh, let me, let me, let me focus on no, this. That's joke. good. So that's, that's the book. Yeah, that's real. That's real good. That's real good. Uh, just how you broke it up. Either you could go 31 days, 30 days, follow that quote, or you can uh, find that area that you, you're limited in, you're challenged in. But I like what you said, though. I um, mean, you was talking about that mind shift, that the, sh- the shift in your thinking uh, to to get, getting better results. So quotes off the wall, man, T- real quick. Tell me what's the what's one of the what's one of those quotes that uh, really help you make that transition um, in your life? What's one of, from the book? One Dang, of your favorites. There's so many, but the one that sticks to me most is by yeah. Eric Thomas, the, the hip hop preacher. And it's small steps equals great distances. Okay. Um, 
Reason being because That's good. coming from the place that I come from, being that I come from the streets, quote unquote, right? Gang banging. I ain't going to college really like that. You know, I went to college just so I could get a financial aid check. I went to city college and didn't even finish that. But I felt like I had nowhere to go. Like I, I it was like a big road. It's a long mountain, a tall mountain to climb. And I'm like, when I heard that, I'm like, dude, just if, if I just make even baby steps, you know what I mean? I'm getting somewhere. And then I'll be like, you know, so that one right there is like, okay, just, just inch by inch. You know what I mean? I'm going to get somewhere where I need to get to, but I got to keep walking. So, you know, and it, and it holds true. Like, look at my book. My first book took me <laughs> yeah. 44 months to write. That's a long time. You two are ahead of me. I'm still on, I think I'm on still on the intro. I ain't even get to chapter one. <laughs> I, I need some more Jonas juice, some of that discipline that he has. Right. But no, this is good, man. Those first, I love that. Uh, the small steps equal the long strides. So tell me when is the book release? Where can they get the book? Look, the book will be released August 12th, right? So my goal, everybody, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I want to be an Amazon bestseller. So on August 12th, if you follow me, go on Jonas Royster um, at Facebook, Jonas Royster on Instagram. You can do uh, Jonas Royster um, Hood Proverbs for um, on uh, TikTok, right? But the goal is to be an Amazon bestseller, man. Let's get this book about positivity and breaking bad thinking habits um, as a bestseller, I'm going to be selling it. It's going to be released initially as an ebook, right? And I look at, and this is how you can help me. It's only going to cost 99 cents. So just pick up the book. You know what I mean? You spend a dollar, you spend a dollar at the store doing a bunch of nothing. You might go buy, look at, if you're from where I'm from, then I, I got homies that's buying blunts and liquor and all type of stuff that ain't going to help you. Pick this book up for a dollar. Go on Kindle. It's going to be released on Amazon for your Kindle edition for 99 cents, August 12th. Help me get these sales up so that we can say that we did it together. Yeah, let's go, guys. Let's support Jonas on his journey to becoming a, a, a bestseller author. Uh, go check out the book, Banging, The Making of a Wise G. I promise you a phenomenal book, hands down. I'm wait, I'm excited. August 12th, I'm going to get a couple copies, not just for myself, but so I can put it in the hands of others. I encourage you, man, if you're tracking, go go get the book. And for 99 cent, man, I'm going to encourage you, go get 10 of them so you can share the book uh, with others. Jonas, man, I know uh, time has fl flown by, but I want to close this out with this last question. And um, and then I want you to just share with the people where, uh, again, where they can follow you and find you. And here's the last question for closeout, my brother. What's the most interesting and unusual skill you've picked up over this past, the past few years that uh, other people may not know about mm. you? Woo, that was a good one. D threw me for a loop that someone doesn't know about me, huh? <laughs> um. The skill of becoming a better leader, right? Because I knew how to lead myself. I've now been practicing, how do I lead better with others? And so I'm taking a deeper dive into actually leading a team. Because what they say, you can go super far. You can go far. You can go fast by yourself, but you can go farther with uh, together with a team, right? And so a lot of us, as we initially start off, we want to go super fast. Go, 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 go. And you start to pick up and you do everything by yourself. You're a lone wolf. <laughs> and that's that, that was me. And now what I'm learning is that it's not about being a lone wolf. It is okay to ask for help. It's okay to have a team. It is okay to be a part of something bigger because you can only get to so many places by yourself. Believe me when I tell you. So 
Um, I've just been diving into that leadership, that discipline. And I think I was telling you earlier, bro, but I learned, and I don't know if this is a skill, but my joy comes from my self-discipline. When I'm disciplined enough to tell things no, you know what I mean? I become a lot happier. When I hit snooze on those days, or if I don't eat correctly, I'm beating myself up. So for me, if you don't know, my discipline is my joy. So if you be like, man, why are you so disciplined? Then you don't want to see a happy Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, guys. Y'all got to write that quote down. My joy comes from my discipline. Jonas Royster. My man, tell them how they can follow you, where they can find you, man, um, uh, as we close this thing out. Yeah, so check it out. You can go to my website. Uh, my book is on my website, right? There's a couple things on the website. You're going to get some free video content. That's at www.jonas, J-O-N-A-S, like the brothers, Jonas, and then Royster, R-O-Y-S-T-E-R.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, same name, Jonas Royster, Facebook, Jonas Royster, TikTok, Hood Proverbs with a Z. You know what I mean? We're going to keep it all the way hood. And, you know, when you go on that, um, what I want you to do, if you go on the website, check it out. There's a free time management um, PDF. Man, just download that joker. It starts to then eliminate, you get, you get a PDF and it shows you what areas of your life you're spending a lot of time on. And when you start to eliminate some of that time, you create more space and time for yourself to go after your desires, go after your dreams, go after becoming a better leader of self. And so you get that. Also, if you go jonasroyster.com slash EI, that's an emotional intelligence free PDF that you can get to. Download that joker. Tells you where you are at in your managing your emotions, your social, your social networking, things of that nature that goes with emotional intelligence. So that's free too, man. Check it out. Get my book off there as well. Um, but that's what it is. Jonas Royster Hood Proverbs. Let's go. Let's go. Guys, man, this has been phenomenal. Jay, man, I love you to death, brother. Um, you know, as always, I enjoy chopping you up. Fellas, if you are following the Leadership Podcast, I want to say thank you for uh, your commitment to uh, stay connected. Um, you can always follow the Leadership Podcast by going over to DwayneHRoberts.com. As you always hear your boys say, your success is in your hands. Go have a phenomenal day with purpose and God bless. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Leadership Podcast with Dwayne Roberts. We hope you found inspiration and practical wisdom that will help you in your leadership journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a review. We love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. Remember, true leadership begins with you. Leadership is not a position. Leadership is not a title. Leadership is having positive influence on others. Keep shifting, keep growing, keep leading with purpose. You can stay connected with Dwayne Roberts on all the social media platforms or by visiting our website, DwayneHRoberts.com. We want to say thank you. Remember, you have everything you need to make the leaders shift in your life. That's because your success is in your hands. Till next time, God bless. <laughs>